Welcome to Max Storm Business Coaching for the Health and Fitness Professional Podcast, where you will hear and learn tips, tricks, and marketing secrets that will allow you to build your business from ordinary to extraordinary. Visit us at maxstormcoaching.com. Now, here's your host. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Max Storm Show. And I welcome you back for this first show of 2018. For any of you future listeners who are going back or just joined the show, I'm not sure when you're joining in, but it is the first show of January of 2018. And I appreciate you taking the time to be with us and spend some time learning about the process of making a living in a personal training or health industry. We're going to walk through a lot of cool stuff. If you're just joining in, uh, I would ask you to go back and maybe listen to some of our earlier shows, go through them. I'm sure there's some information in there that will help you. We are going step-by-step through the sequence of either setting up a personal training business and how to get clients, how to get paid, how to do things. And also, in a way, we are helping some of the coaches that are out there to set up and, you know, restructure their business or to set up a good foundation. I'm sure they're all doing a great job out there. There's always a lot to learn. Uh, I learn things every day about business, which is why I love this business so much because there's so much to learn. So if you have a business, you've been in business for a year, five years, 10 years, there's a lot of cool stuff to learn and there's always new things. And I would ask uh, if you do have some recommendations or hints, topics, whatever, send them to us um, at the Max Storm Coaching Show. You can go to maxstormcoaching.com and send us some information out. You can also go out to iTunes or Google Play and leave us a review and a rating which will really help us in the long run, not only to see what we're doing right, what we can work on and maybe do better, but it also will help people down the road to find our show and uh, maybe do better um, in the long run and help them also. So uh, anything you can do would be awesome. And we are really looking forward to a whole bunch more shows, a lot of information, and uh, we'll start bringing some other coaches on the show in the future, and we will bring in some guest coaches and some guests um, who own businesses, and I'm sure that'll give us some great hints and some great information. So let's um, let's get started with the show today. I want to do a little recap about what we went through uh, last um, show. It was late uh, December of 2017, and we talked a little bit about how to structure not only uh, receiving referrals, but also how to receive referrals, joint ventures, partnerships, what to do when you um, get referrals, how to get referrals, how to structure the joint ventures, how to structure the partnerships, and really the differences um, of each. We went through uh, each of those. So if you haven't listened to uh, episode number four, please look through it uh, and listen through because we really went through some cool stuff about referrals. And one of the things about the, the health and fitness industry, the coaching industry, is that referrals are, are our lifeblood. 
Um, referrals can really make or break our business. And if you are continually having a stream of referrals, good referrals now, I'm not talking about referrals that people are wasting your time. I am talking about real good referrals. Um, you never have to do any marketing. You never have to spend money on marketing, no advertising. Uh, you don't have to get people in sales and really sell yourself because a referral, a good referral is worth its weight in gold. And we, we walk through a lot of cool ways to get a steady stream of referrals coming to your door. Very important to um, reward people who send you referrals. Um, and I'm not saying that they're looking for funding or money or something out of it, but it is always a good idea to thank someone who sent you a referral. Very, very important to recognize them however possible. Let them know that you appreciate the, I guess, um, support and the, that they believe in you, that you are a good health coach and a good practitioner. They wouldn't be sending people to you if they didn't think that you could help them. So it is always important to thank them, whether it's an anonymous, a nominal sense um, or just a thank you. Yeah, but we went through that in, in the show. So it's super important to do that. So today I wanted to talk a little bit, um, something very important that I wanted to go through. I got uh, some emails about this subject and it was going to be um, a previous show and uh, it kind of fits right into what we're, what we're talking about. And what it is, is that um, when we talk about getting clients, bringing clients into our facility, we always wonder. So there are many misconceptions when you talk about marketing your business. A lot of people talk and they think that marketing is running a commercial on television or putting an ad in a newspaper or a magazine. But in reality, you're always marketing your business. You are the chief marketer of your business. And everyone you know, everyone you talk to, everywhere you go, you are representing your business. And people, when they find out what you do or they find out who you are and what you know, they're either going to want to do business with you, work with you, or they're going to know someone who wants to. And that is what's so great about not having to try to market your business. Now, in some cases, when you're going after a large market or a niche market in, in any case, or if you're looking to broaden your market, you want to reach out other than say you're working in a town or you're working in a small city and you want to broaden your reach, then yes, you may have to start doing some marketing. And there are many ways to market your business and marketing encompasses everything that you hear about, everything that you see. People a lot of times say, I'm a marketer or, hey, what do you do for a living? I'm in advertising or I'm a marketer. Well, I have to tell you that marketing encompasses advertising. It encompasses everything, social media, everything that is done to improve a business or to get information out there about a business or in impress upon other people your business marketing encompasses that so when people say they're a marketer it's great i just don't really know what they do because 
they haven't narrowed down to me what it is that they do within the marketing industry. But but let's talk a little bit about marketing and marketing your business and what you know is really needed. I don't want it to overwhelm you when you talk about is there a way for you to market your business? Because there's a lot of things you can do that one may be free, two may be low cost, but in the essence of cost, you really have to look at your business and what you get out of the marketing campaign if you want to, uh, to see if it was worthwhile. A lot of people don't track uh, the success or failures of their marketing um, campaigns or you know their marketing attempts, if you want to say. And marketing is a constant. You should always be marketing. You should always be talking about your shows. You know, there's that saying that salesmen should always be closing, which I don't agree with, by the way. But you should always be marketing, not in a obnoxious sense, but you are your business. If you're the CEO of your business and you have several trainers working for you, it may not be as imperative for you to always be marketing. But you definitely want to talk about your business if people ask you in a positive way. You want to welcome them if they need your help. You want to let them know that your business is there and you can help. So when you do talk about your business, you do want to let people know that it is a successful business. You are able to help them in some way. We talked about Uh, in our previous shows about uh, referrals, even referrals that you are not uh, able to help them or your specific industry or or your specific specialty. We talked about this is that you will still try to help that referral get the help, if you want to say, that they need. Uh, You want to always be able to give that referral some information, introduce them to someone who can help them, who can solve their issues because it will come back to you as an expert that you are always able to help in some way. Uh, so, so again, uh, we talk a little bit about marketing. A lot of people talk about um, whether their marketing um, campaigns are um, a failure or if it was a success. And uh, it's something very important to track because in a way, Marketing is the way that you get clients. It's the way that you make money. It's the way that you bring people into your business. And it's a way that people get to know you and know what you can do, uh, whether it's bringing new clients in or even bringing in other practitioners who see your name out there, see what you're doing and see how great your marketing is or seeing how they've been noticing your company. And it's always in the forefront. Every time they turn around, they're hearing about it. They're seeing it. Maybe you're putting ads in local papers or on local news or on social media, and they are noticing it more and more, and they want to be a part of it. When something is a success, people want to be a part of it. And it's not only bringing in referrals. It's not only bringing in new clients and customers, but it's also bringing help or practitioners or experts in their own field that can help you grow your business. Uh, So in all around, marketing um, is very important to do it the correct way. 
And if it's done right, you will be successful. There's no doubt about it. So there's a couple different ways to market your business. Now, again, when I say marketing, there's there is the standard media that we all know about. I mean, there's newspapers and and uh, television and the phone book and radio, things in that sense. And then there's social media marketing, uh, which is an animal in its own. And then there's um, word of mouth marketing. There's referral marketing. Your clients are telling people about you. Other people are talking about you. Um, there are people who are um, in your field referring you and talking about you, um, peer-to-peer marketing. So there's a lot of different ways to market your business. And what you should do is attack some of them and see which ones work for you and which ones don't. There's nothing wrong with finding ones that don't work that well for you and just brushing them off and maybe trying them again later on or knowing that, hey, listen, you know, I had a little issue with that uh, type of marketing. didn't really work for me that well. As I get better at uh, talking about my brand or if I bring on a marketer or salespeople, I'll let them look into that type of marketing. So there's ways to do that. But it's always good to know what works and what doesn't so that you don't spend your resources. And it's not just about money. It's about time and energy. uh, So you don't spend your resources on marketing campaigns that might not be giving you the return that you want. And when we talk about resources, a lot of people speak about how expensive some marketing is and that no matter what you do with marketing, you're, you're, you know, even if a marketing campaign is a failure, you're still um, successful because you got your name out there or because you're branding it or you're getting people to know who you are. And to tell you the truth, I don't know where out there is. Um, if you are not being specific with your marketing, with knowing your return rate and what is turning your marketing, um, uh, your marketing campaigns into a success or a failure, um, then you are wasting your time. You don't need to get your name out there unless you know where there is because out there with people that aren't your target market, you are um, kind of wasting your time and wasting your resources, wasting your money. So a marketing campaign should be targeted. You should know who you want to talk to and you should know how to rate or you should know what the success rate or failure is so that you can track it and you can know if you should put more money into a marketing campaign or do something different. Because I could tell you that if you know that if you spent $100 and you will get one client out of that $100 that you spend and that client signs up for a $500 package, okay, and you've calculated that, that if you spend $100 and you always get at least one client, that signs up for a $500 package, then why wouldn't you spend $1,000 and get 10 clients that would sign up for a $500 package? So if you you know your numbers and you know your marketing and you know what's a success or a failure and what those numbers are, then marketing is really a money machine. And there shouldn't be a marketing budget. I talk to people that say, well, my marketing budget only allows me to spend $500 a month. 
well, why do you have a marketing budget? The marketing budget, either if you're spending $500 and you're not getting any clients out of it, then you're wasting your $500, okay? If you have a marketing budget, you're just telling me that you're not sure if you're wasting your money or not. Now, I'm not saying not to spend the budget, but you have to start somewhere, okay? But if you set a budget on your marketing spend, then that tells me you're really not too sure how much return on that budget you're going to get. And that's really what we need to know. We need to know that if we spend $500, we're going to get two clients. And if you do spend $500 going to get two clients and you know that for sure, then as you bring on new practitioners, new coaches, you know that if you spend a thousand, you're going to get four new clients and so on and so on. And as your company grows, as your business grows, and as your outreach grows, you might spend $500 and get four clients. Okay. So very, very important to know what your marketing return on investment is. Your ROI, you hear those letters all the time, ROI. Very important to know what your return on investment is in your marketing strategy, not your marketing budget. Don't get sucked into, well, if I just spend money and get my name out there, people are going to know me. Well, it's not true. It's not going to happen. You don't want to get your name out there. You want to get new clients, new customers, new people to sign up for your services. Very, very important to know. So that is what we call the front end spend, okay? The front end spend of a marketing strategy or advertising strategy is how much you spend to bring in a particular number of clients or one client. Okay, so let's give you an example. Um, say I spend $1,000, we talked about this. So I spend $1,000 and out of that $1,000, it brings me five potential clients. Okay, so I spend $1,000 and five leads come in off of that $1,000. Out of those five leads, I have four people that sign up with a $250 package. Okay, so that's four people come in. Um, I'm sorry, five people come in and four of them sign up and pay me $250. So four times $250, we're, a thousand, we're at $1,000. Okay, so to me, that's a break even. But you're working, you're making the money back, and you're learning something. You're learning what worked. You're learning how the marketing strategy worked. You're learning how many people came in and how much money you spent, okay? Now, say those four people came in, and but they spent $300 on a package. So now four times three, $1,200. You're, you're positive $200, but the marketing campaign costs 1,000. So you, you didn't break even. This was a, a plus. It was a, it was a success. The marketing campaign was a success. I mean, I'm using very simple math here, guys, but I'm just trying to make a point about what the difference is between getting your name out there and having a real marketing campaign, knowing your numbers and one that you just follow the crowd and you just spend money wondering if it's going to work or not. And uh, so, so the next example would be the same example with the thousand dollars for 
four people signed up for your packages, but they only spent $200. So you had a $200 package and you got four people to sign up out of the $1,000 you spent. So you're at a negative or a loss of $200. Still, you got four clients, which is to me a success. So out of these three examples, we show that we spent $1,000 in our marketing. It wasn't a budget. It was just we spent $1,000 to push our company out further outside of our area. If we want to bring customers in either online maybe, or if we wanted to bring customers in from outside of our local neighborhood, wherever it was. So we spent $1,000 and we bring in four clients. Again, we're just using this as basic math. It's an easy example. And everything varies depending on the spend. So um, out of, as you can see, depending on your cost factors, what your packages are or how you, or what your clients sign up for, uh, a marketing spend can be a, um, a success or it could easily be a failure, either one, depending on what your packages are, what their costs are. Now, what I can tell you is this, and you're probably already thinking about this, I hope, and if not, it's all right, because one of the most important parts of this whole scenario is something called LTV, okay? It is lifetime value of that client. Now, the lifetime value could be through the roof, Okay, now if you look at these scenarios that we talked about and you have a lifetime value of a client that's going to stay with you, say for three years or for five years, then in reality, these numbers do not matter. They really don't. Okay, so here's the great part about it. You spend $1,000, you bring in four clients. That's cool. All right, great. Now, the first scenario Four out of, you know, five people, five people came in, but four of them signed up for a $250 package and you broke even. It's not bad, but if that package is a three month package and every three months they sign up with you for the next three years, that thousand dollars that you spent just became a huge success. Do the math folks. It is so important to know what your lifetime value is per new client and the clients that you currently have. So if your clients stay with you, say even for an average of six months to a year, that is so big because your packages, whether they stay the same or they get higher as your clients go up in their training the lifetime value could be so phenomenal that the spend up front doesn't matter, okay? And that's what I mean about having or not having a marketing budget. The budget is uh, basically out the window. It doesn't matter. It's whenever you, as your clients come and go, you'll need to calculate the lifetime value. And that's why knowing failures, successes of that marketing spend, that every dollar that you put into bringing in a new client and to see what it's worth. And that's why if you're running a business yourself, if you're the only practitioner, the only limit that you should have isn't the 
marketing spend. It isn't the amount of money you're going to spend on bringing in new clients, but it's the amount of time you have available. So that is what's cool about knowing your numbers. So out of that $1,000, you say, well, I only work four days a week. I work six hours a day. I only have the ability to put it, put four new clients in my book, or I can have a total of eight clients a day per week. So that's, you know, four times eight and you'll be able to do that. So you know that as funds, as funds come into your business, into your coaching business, you know how much this put out to get your book filled up. And then once your book is filled with the clients that you want, remember we talked about this in our previous episodes with the clients that you want. Now, then you don't have to spend any more money on marketing or trying to acquire new clients because you have your book filled. And that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about getting your book filled, filling it up with the clients that make you happy, which in turn will make those clients happy and being able to work in the industry on a particular niche that you want. So that's what's so great about this. Now, as you fill your book up and as maybe you start getting some referrals, but you're you're maxed out. Your book's maxed out. You're going to look at your client base and you're going to look at those vampire clients and you're going to look at the ones that really aren't serving themselves or they're kind of aggravating you or they're, they don't pay on time or whatever it is, you'll be able to either fire those clients, just push them off, or you're going to bring in another practitioner. As those new practitioners come in, you are going to feed them clients. And this is what we're talking about. You start feeding them clients. Now, they're training that client, say at $100 an hour, $250 an hour, whatever it is, they are going to give you a percentage per client, per week, per month, whatever it is that you decide on for those clients because you handed those clients to them. That is what's so great about doing the math, doing it the right way, and knowing what your lifetime value is for the front end spend and the back end is your lifetime value. Super important. And as you can see, as we've been progressing through the podcast, all of this is starting to fit together. We talked about those joint ventures. We talked about the referrals. We talked about partnerships. We talked earlier about bringing in other practitioners so that when you got referrals, even though they weren't in your particular niche, you didn't want to send them away. Guess what? You want to be able to give them to other practitioners. They don't have to be in your gym. It's great if they are, so you can help maybe. Maybe you're a specialist. Maybe you are the, the owner of the gym, whatever it is. You want to be able to keep them internally, but they don't have to be. You can set up a joint venture. You can set up a partnership. Whatever it is, that referral agreement that we spoke about, you want to be able to send those clients, not only that come to you or the ones that you brush off, the ones that you clean your book out, that you shake out, the ones that you don't want, you want to be able to send them to different practitioners. And that's what starts the whole system of building up your business, that whole machine that we've been talking about. It's so great, so important, and it actually works. It's really a coolest thing to actually see this in action and watch it work, watch it build up. So that's why you got to be ready. You have to have the things in place that we've been talking about so that 
when these things start to happen and they will once we put all of these pieces and pieces of the puzzle in place you're going to start to see that the clients are going to start coming to you other practitioners other trainers are going to start coming to you wondering what you're doing because they're going to hear about clients coming to you they're going to hear about you giving clients to other practitioners and that everyone is starting to form around your business and you're starting to help people. You're making money. They're making money. Uh, clients are happy, things like that. Now this again, doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. We've already talked about this. this is not easy, but having the right foundation in place, allowing this to happen is what's important. Being ready for it is what's important. And the main goal, again, as we talk about is that we have the structure in place that we want. We want to train the right clients. Now, again, this is where, say, that $1,000 marketing spend comes in. Okay, so that is why it's so important to know success, failure, and how much you need to spend per client. So what we call that, and you've heard this, client acquisition cost. So out of $1,000, if I get four clients out of that $1,000 spend, my client acquisition cost is $250. Done. I, somebody asked me, somebody asked me my numbers. I know what it costs for me to bring on a new client. And then they say, okay, what's the lifetime value of, what's the lifetime value average of that client that you spend $250 to acquire? And I say, well, lifetime value in the lifetime average of a new client to stay with me is one year, 12 months. The average spend per client of that is $4,000. They spend $4,000 with me a year. So it costs $250 to acquire that client, but they spend $4,000 with me and that's an average. Now you know exactly what you make per client per $250. So it costs $250 to make $3,750. You can start calculating that out and start planning your business. When you have those numbers in place, you actually can start planning your business. You have a real business. Now, in most cases, the lifetime value is gonna be higher than this. Again, I'm using all these examples as, as um, just basic numbers so that it's easier for me to explain. Um, the lifetime value is so important and having these clients, having the data is super important and, um, you know, when you start talking to people and then you start having the ability to bring on higher level practitioners, because not only do you have that customer base, that client base that's coming to you, but that higher level client base, because you have a niche market. So now you have these higher level clients coming to you. You're charging $250, $500 an hour, whatever it be. You're having the overflow, that influx of clients, and then you have this overflow, and you're handling and you're handing these high value clients with not only a maybe a high value monthly spend, but also a long lifetime value. You're handing them off to practitioners. You know 
that word's going to get around that the higher level practitioners are going to want to come and work with you. Now, when they come to work with you, you're going to have the data. It's going to be in a piece of paper. It's going to have a, on your partnership agreement or whatever you have. You're going to go over it with them. Um, this is how much you give me per month. And they're going to say, well, that seems like high. Why is that? And you're going to say, well, because this is how much I spend. This is how many clients, this is the average of clients that come here a month. This is how much they spend per month. This is how much they spend per quarter. This is how much they spend per year. This is how much you can make easily. You know, and you're going to have all those numbers. And then when they ask you and you give that information, there's no questioning why you're getting paid the numbers that you are from those practitioners. So Again, I say it sounds like a lot of work. It, it's not a lot of work. It's basically just a few numbers. You can use a spreadsheet to do it. You can use QuickBooks to do it. But all it is is tracking how you're acquiring clients. It may not cost you anything to acquire clients. But in most cases, if you really think about it, whether you go to um, a show whether you spend some money golfing, um, whether you go, to, you know, you go on a trip and you're, or you're training or you're doing a speech, you're doing a keynote talk or you spent money on a webinar, whatever it is that you're spending money on or using your time to go and acquire clients, you should turn that into some kind of nominal number. So say you travel um, to a show and you are going to put up a booth or you're going to do a, a talk. You're going to do a speech there or you're going to do maybe a breakout room. You're going to talk about something specific at that show and it costs you $1,000 to get there. Okay. Uh, again, we're using round numbers. That $1,000 is the spend. And whilst you're there, you're going to talk to 50 people and you might get three clients out of it, four clients out of it. Now, again, we go back to, we spent $1,000, we got four clients, and we backtrack and talk about the front end cost was 1000 Out of those four clients that we signed up would be the back end, and then we're going to calculate lifetime value down the road. Now, lifetime value, obviously, is not something that you can calculate within a month. You know, a lifetime value may be six months, maybe four months. But the good part is, is as it progresses, you can use that last month as the current lifetime value. So if you just started calculating lifetime value four months ago, you can say my lifetime value is currently four months. My estimate is a year or you can estimate out um, however for now, if you're selling packages that go six months, you're selling packages that go maybe a year or three months, that's easily a lifetime value calculation because you know that that client is going to be with you for at least that long. So selling a package that goes three months, six months, or a year, you know your lifetime value of that client is is there already. Uh, and that calculation is pretty easy. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of a, one of the biggest things when people talk about marketing. I just want people to realize that Marketing is not just about putting ads out and hoping someone calls. Okay, if you do random acts of marketing, it's kind of like, you know, you know, just shooting a gun in the dark, going hunting and just standing in one place and shooting the gun in a circle, just spinning around shooting, thinking, I hope I hit something and I'll be able to eat tonight. Okay, because it, it, that doesn't happen. It doesn't work. 
it's not a good idea to do. So if you're planning on doing any kind of marketing, be very specific about marketing. Think about what you want back for every dollar that you spend, okay? And don't just think that I'm going to do random acts of marketing and hopefully somebody's going to read this ad or somebody's going to, you know, stumble upon my ad at that exact moment that they need what I have. And they're going to say, Oh my God, let me call right now. All right. It doesn't work. It does not work. The only people that will make money if you do something like that is the person selling you the advertising or the person that you're hiring to do your marketing. That kind of marketing does not work. Okay, you have to be very specific. You have to know what you're going to do, how much you're going to spend, and why you're going to do it. There's, you know, just do it smartly and you will bring clients in. You're not going to hit a home run every time. You're going to try some things, fine. But if you try some things and it's thought out, you're going to feel much better about yourself if you spend $100 or $500 and you say, you know what, I'm going to go after this type of market and this is what I'm going to do. And maybe you only get one client and it pays for itself. But at least you tried it. You did it. You didn't rely on somebody else. You didn't try something sporadic and it didn't work and you're going to be all mad at yourself. The random acts of marketing do not work. Do not say, well, at least I got my name out there because you don't know what's there, where there is, and you don't know who's there. Know what you want to spend your money on. Know what you want to, mar- you know, what, know what you want to market and what and who you want to market to, and then start tracking how those people came to you. If you don't ask them how they heard about you, you will never know if your marketing is working. Um, so there's always a way to track that. It's very easy to say, hey, you know, by the way, how did you find out about me? Oh, I saw the billboard that you put up. I saw something on social media. I saw you, I met you at uh, a golf show that you spoke at, you know, six months ago. It's very important that you know what's working, what's not working, so that you can brush off the things that aren't working. You can concentrate more on what is working and then slowly um, multiply the things that are working so that you can bring in the clients that you want. Fill up your book with the clients that meet your goals, the ones you want to work with, and the ones that don't fit fit your niche. Not saying they're bad clients, but you'll be able to push those off, peel those off to other practitioners, make money on the back end. And there's nothing wrong with that. We talked about that in previous shows. There's nothing wrong with that because you're going to be working hard to bring those clients to you just because they don't fit into your niche. There's no reason to not make some money on those and then push them off to clients, uh, push those clients off to other practitioners who they specialize in. And uh, it's a great, great way to do business. You really can build up your name quickly as an expert in the field. And uh, it turns out to be a lot of fun, especially when you're making money. So that's kind of it for the show today. I want to talk about it. Um, I'm hoping that it makes sense to you. If it does not, please reach out to me uh, and I will try to get you some information. Or if you're doing some things, if you're planning on doing some marketing and you're just not sure, uh, reach out to me. Go on to my webpage, um, maxstormcoaching.com. I have my phone number up there. My email address is there. My email address is your PT Ninja 
at gmail.com. Reach out to me. I would love to help you in any way possible. We are going to cover a lot more cool stuff in the shows to come. And uh, if you have an idea or if you have a topic for an upcoming show, don't uh, don't be shy. Send it over to me and I will try to cover it, especially if I get several of them in the same type or idea or question. I would love to do a show on it, but I will cover most topics that are sent in or I will answer your question. Either way, you will get an answer to your question. And if you have to, if it's a, something that's um, an emergency, you need information quickly, my number is on the website. I have no problem if you give us a call and uh, we'll get back to you right away. So please, if you get a chance, uh, go on out to Google um, Play or iTunes. Leave us a review, a rating. That would really be great. And again, I appreciate you for taking your time and spending it with us. You have a lot of choices and I really do appreciate you taking the time you sit with us, listen to us. And I'm hoping that the show is informational and helpful. So we'll catch you Thank next you for time. Listening to the Max Storm business coaching podcast. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google play. So you don't miss a single episode. This podcast is brought to you by Max Storm coaching.com. Head over to our website or social media pages.